I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Louisa TV. This is part two in a four-part afterlife communication series. I've been guided to share some of my own personal experiences with the afterlife, the non-physical realm with you. I don't always know the answers, but I do know that the intricate web of connection is always there and Souls are ever-present waiting to communicate with you and offer you signs. At the end of this episode, I will offer you some simple tools and tips how to connect with your loved ones and signs that they may be trying to communicate with you. It's when we tap into the subtle aspects of ourselves, the non-physical aspects, that we're able to tap into that vast flow of energy that moves worlds. It is my absolute belief that the afterlife is real and that we do not die. We are eternal beings. We are spiritual beings first and foremost, having a physical experience. And the fundamental truth of everything is love. We come here for love. We learn love. We are born with love. Fear is what we learn. And we are love in our human incarnation. So what happens when we die? Well, based on my deep research and many hours of speaking and interviewing individuals who have had near-death experiences, crossed over to the other side and returned to the physical form, individuals who have had out-of-body experiences and my own personal experiences with the afterlife and the multidimensional realms and past life memories and future memories. This is what I believe to be true. Each experience is different for each individual, but there are great similarities. And I'll try to explain it as simply as I can. Each individual based on their consciousness. Our consciousness creates our reality, both, I believe, in the physical and the non-physical realms. So generally, when, uh, when your physical body dies, you're able to look down at your physical body. And there is definitely a separation there. The point of death and no return comes when the silver cord is tethered or cut from the physical body. And we're often greeted by loved ones that we know and are familiar with, soul family. Often the loved ones came, come in their physical incarnation, so we're able to recognize them. We're greeted by beings of light. <clears throat> and we see light, we see tunnels, and depending on our physical experience, we can travel to places of deep rest or we can travel to higher dimensions and realms. What's remarkable about all these experiences is, is that often people say that their 
too hard to put into words. Words do not justify or do justice to the profound feelings of unconditional love and connection that they experience. They open, they're opened up to universe, profound universal truths. And in this episode today, I had a piece of that in an intuited reading I did recently. And I experienced divine grace and I'll do my best to explain to you what it felt like. It's funny how life works. I'd planned to do a episode on entity attachment or what I thought was an entity attachment that I experienced for five years as a child every night. But I received new information last week that in fact it was much more, something much more profound and it was a pre-birth soul contract. I think I'll save that one for episode four. I just need to process it and clarify it so I can clearly speak about it to you. So this week I'm going to speak about a soul called Nathan that came through me. Several weeks ago, a woman booked a reading, an intuitive reading with me. A lovely lady, and I won't mention her name for privacy reasons, and I did ask her if she didn't mind if I spoke about her reading and her story, and she said, yes, yes, and yes, and I hope this may help others along the journey and for anyone that may have had a miscarriage or lost a child. So this lovely lady booked a reading. She asked me many questions um, things from issues she was having with her personal relationships, wanting to know more about her spirit guides and her career. She experienced deep sorrow and trauma in her life, and I won't go into that now, but she was a third grade teacher. And she thought that she'd always loved teaching and it was always her dream, but she thought perhaps it wasn't worthy enough and maybe she should go into hospice care instead. And she also asked about the son, Nathan, that she lost at 20 weeks. And she said, if you do speak to him, can you please tell him I feel guilty that I never got to hold him and please tell him that I'm sorry. So I'll share pieces of the reading with you. And it was clearly shown to me that she should stay in her career. I was guided through the multidimensional realms to offer her this information. That she should be working with the living and not the dying. This is one of her soul's paths and purposes in this life. And she held great power if harnessed with love correctly. She could potentially change the lives of these children in the loving classroom. And not only that, she had the potential as a ripple out effect to change the lives of the children, to change the families and to change the community, all for the better. If only she realised her worth. Furthermore, Nathan, her son, had become her guide in this life and he had been inspiring her in the classroom. He had been with her all the time in the classroom and out of the classroom in her life. 
and not only by helping these children and the family and the community would she be healing them, but in essence, she would also be healing herself. When Nathan came through me, I experienced the most incredible feeling of divine love. My body sparkled. It was a multi-sensory experience. It was unconditional love. There was no judgment and I lost track of time and I was ever present. I lost my identity as Louisa. I still knew I was Louisa, but somehow I went into this void or this portal and I was Nathan and I was his mother, the client as well, and I experienced their whole life. I experienced their joys and their sorrows and their hurts and their despairs and their beauty all in a few moments. It was absolutely profound. And I cried. I Cried so much when Nathan came through me as well. I cried because I saw this woman and all her sorrow and all her despair and all the life that she had lost not knowing that her son had always been with her and not loving herself and all the time that she thought she had wasted, which she had not. And I cried because I knew this reunion with her son, she would realise that he would always be there. And I cried because I knew this would change her life. And I cried because I had never myself experienced this love before. In my humanness, of course, I've experienced love, love of a child, love of a lover joy but this was a otherworldly love it was not of this world and it's only what I can describe as what people describe when they go to the other side it was beauty it was magical it was ever-present it was divine it was grace in its essence it was pink, it was glowing, it was sparkly, it was the stars, it was the sunshine, it was the moon, it was the ocean all at once. It was absolutely remarkable. And as I cried and cried, <laughs> Nathan came through me and offered these messages to his mother during the reading. And I thought I would share with you today just a small part of the reading. I see you hiding in the shadows and timid and shy and anxious. And I don't want that for you, mum. I don't want you to look back on your life one day and say, what did I do? Where did I go wrong? Why didn't I do that? And why didn't I live? You are taking the harder path and you don't need to suffer so much, Mum. I don't want to see you suffer and I don't want to see you in pain and I don't want to see you not smiling and I don't want to see you crying and I don't want to see you beaten down and I don't want to see you hurt and you create all of this. Please 
listen to me. I am with you always and listen to the whispers. I want to see you shine. You are blessed. You are divine. You are love. You are whole. You are completeness. Stop looking outside for wholeness. Stop looking for love externally. It is within. I am right here by your side, mum, and I promise to always be with you and I promise to find you always, not only in this life but our many other lives. And you have guided me in past lives. Please allow me the opportunity to guide you in this one. Don't make my death, don't make my transition not worth it. We agreed on this, Mum. We agreed that I would help you shine and I would help you show you your worth, your worthiness, and you're not listening. But you need to change yourself. You need to love yourself. You need to feel worthy and don't accept circumstances that you do not agree with. Change your thoughts. I need you to do this for me, Mum. If you can't do it yourself, do it for me. And stop worrying so much. And then he laughs. Stop worrying about my brothers. It's not your life. And don't worry about people not being your best friend because you don't want someone like that anyway. I'll be your best friend. And it's their loss if they don't see how wonderful you are. And it's their loss if they don't see the radiant sunlight in your smile. And it's their loss if they don't see how funny you are and how silly you can be sometimes and how goofy you can be. And if only you could see the value that I see in you. If only you could see the value and the worth that God sees in you. And I need you to do this for me, Mum because ultimately you need to do this for you. I don't want my life to be wasted nor yours. It's time to change, Mum. It's time to change. When you were a little girl, you had big dreams. I know this. I've gone back in time. I know you were hurt. Don't lose your dreams and don't lose your spark. And you think it's died, but it hasn't. I know it hasn't. That fire still burns within you and that light still burns within you and I've always, always got your back. Never forget that. It's time to take care of you, Mum. So the capability to communicate with our loved ones is open and available to everyone. For others, it'll be easy and for some, it'll take longer but with patience and dedication and passion, I have no doubt you will get there. I think it's by starting to trust yourselves and just because we can't see something with our physical eyes doesn't mean it's there. We can't see love, but we know it's there. This is a feeling experience. And instead of trying to think about it with your mind, try and think about it with your heart. They are there, they're just on a higher frequency. And I'll just offer you some simple tips to connect with your transition loved ones. Number one, feel, make this a feeling experience. Feel around you and be open. Songs, songs that you may hear repeatedly, this is not a coincidence. Nothing happens by accident. The sequence of numbers, when you look at the time, this can also be angels guiding you. I often get that all the time, numbers, when I look at the clock. 
dreams. Dreams open your portals to the subconscious mind. So have a pen and paper next to your bed and write down your dreams when you have them. And number five is ask. Ask them to communicate with you. Number six, raise the frequency of your own vibration. And you can do this by thinking happy thoughts or happy memories, which is very hard when you're experiencing grief or sorrow. But what you have to understand that they vibrate at a much higher frequency compared to us in our physical dense plane. And this is <clears throat> one of the main ways, easiest ways for the two worlds to collide by raising your frequency. Number seven, write a letter with the intention of connecting with a loved one. Don't think yourself silly. Intuitively write and see what comes through. I'm so excited on another note to offer you my intuited readings. Basically what this means is I have have the ability to connect with portals of worlds, the multidimensional realm. And always the guidance is of the loving, highest vibrational order. There is a little bit of a wait because I'm very busy with the readings, which is wonderful. But um, I don't always know who will come through. I often connect with loved ones or spirit guides. Often I work on your inner child or past life cyclic wounds, and we clear your field for what shows up. Often I see future memories. It's very individual and tailored for each person. So if you're interested in that and would like to find out more or make a booking, I'll leave a link below in the show notes or head on over to the Passion Harvest shop page for more details. I have learned that our lifetimes are short. It's like a pinprick in all of our many lives. It's, 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 it's the emotions that we take with us, not things, moments, memories, uh, what is important. The fundamental truth of everything is love. Relationships are important, primarily the relationship we have with ourselves, but others along the journey. Each person that you interact with, you have had an agreement with to learn a lesson and it's absolutely freeing once you recognise this. And if you can walk with grace and gratitude, it helps you move through circumstances and experiences much more effortlessly. Consider conflicts an opportunity for personal growth and soul's evolution. Thoughts turn to things and you are deeply loved and you are deeply cherished. There's so much that we don't know. So be curious and ask yourself questions that you might not know the answers to. And I do know that everything is going to be okay. See you next week for episode three. Bye for now. That is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.